Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Happy Sunday, Vikings event line. Executive producer Declan Goff here getting the keys. Uh, QB1, QB2, Bill Mackey, Judd Zolgad have an off day. So it is a preseason week four for me. I get to run the offense. It's Vikings Vent Line on this Sunday morning. Thank you for joining us. We're going to have Randy and Ahmed join us here in just a little bit. Uh, it is Vikings Vent Line. Training camp's right around the corner. There's still plenty of things to talk about. We can't wait for training camp. We got some fun stuff uh, locked and loaded. Judd Zolgad's going to be covering most of the practices live at TCO. Uh, we'll still be pumping out daily Minnesota Vikings content right here on YouTube and on Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. If this is the first time you're discovering uh, our program here at Purple Daily, thank you very much. Hit that subscribe button uh, on the YouTube channel. We greatly appreciate it. We pump out the content seven days a week, even in the offseason. And during the season, which we have some other plans in the works here to expand that as well. Uh, in the coming weeks, we'll have a fun announcement on that. But for right now, we still do, do seven days a week of content for Minnesota Vikings football on the mission statement that we all want to see a Super Bowl before we die. I'm 28 years old. I'm going on 29. I just want to see a Super Bowl before I die. I've seen the Chiefs do it. I've seen the Panthers get there. I've seen the Buccaneers win two Super Bowls. I think the Vikings, for God's sakes, can win a Super Bowl. And I'm really excited uh, to talk with Randy and Ahmed here for the 2021 season. Uh, if you want to get in on a future episode of Vikings Ventline, you'll see the scrolling at the bottom of the screen for the video audience. Shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com, and I will gladly put you in queue and get you on a future show. You can also DM me. I'm on Twitter at Dex's Tweets. If you'd like to get in on a future episode of Vikings Ventline, by all means, shoot me an email, shoot me a DM. I'll get you in the queue and uh, gladly talk some Vikings with you. This is a very fan-friendly show. We want to be the most fan-friendly show in the land for Vikings football. So thank you very much for everyone for supporting us on Vikings Ventline. All right, let's waste no more time here. Introductions are over. I got Randy, who's in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. I got my man Ahmed, who's in Minneapolis, St. Paul. So a couple Minnesota guys, a Wisconsin guy. Poor Randy's in the heart of Packer territory. I feel bad for you, Randy. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry you're stuck in the middle of that cheese land. It's, it's hard at times. But you, you were at least raised a Vikings fan, so you weren't raised a Packer fan or anything. That, at no, least that helps. No. That absolutely helps. Ahmed, how about you, man? How old are you, and how long have you been watching the Vikings? Yeah, I kind of um, I kind of uh, have the same feeling you do, Declan. You know, I'm 28, going on 29 myself. I, you know, like the whole get a Super Bowl before we die is <laughs> speaking to my soul, literally. <laughs> like, I really need to see that. But, yeah, from Minneapolis, um, just – you know, always have a high expectation on the Vikings, but, you know, 
just like this year. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, transition firstly into our first questions for you guys. Um, expectations for 2021. You know, in 2020, uh, they came down to earth a little bit. The defense was a disaster. They got off to a one and five start, rebounded a little bit, and even put themselves in the wild card contention until the rug got pulled out of them in that Bears game, and then they got blown out in Tampa Bay and New Orleans, and they finished seven and nine. Well, now it's a clean slate. They upgraded the defense via free agency needs. They have fixed some offensive line woes via the draft. Uh, Randy, I'll start with you. What What is your expectation or even your hottest take so far going into this uh, 2021 season for the Vikings? You know, I think Anthony Barr said it the other day that this is a Super Bowl squad, but the cynic in me, <laughs> every time the expectations are high for the Vikings, what do they do? They come out and they, you know, they'll go, what, 4-13? and 13? Is that is that the new 4-12? and 12? Um, Honestly, I think this team can compete. I really hope this team can compete. I mean, they've got all the pieces in place. Uh, you know, they, they've got they, they've got a revamped offensive line. They've got Kirk some weapons. The defense is stout. I don't see why there isn't a reason that they can't compete in the NFC. Uh, but it, it is Vikings football. So what can go wrong will go wrong. But you know what? I'm hoping for a winner this year especially after last year. Yeah, I mean, especially to uh, how rough and up and down things were last season. If Aaron Rodgers is indeed not going to play for the Packers, I mean, the runway is right there for the Vikings uh, to hopefully run away with the NFC North and then some as well. Ahmed, what do you think, man? Uh, what's your expectation so far for this season? Man, um, yeah, there's a lot, obviously. Just to pick it back off uh, what Randy said, you know, um, you know, well, the old cliche is what, what, every good thing comes to an end. Mm-hmm. How about every bad thing comes to an end? <laughs> Why not this year, right? So my whole thing is, you know, like he said, you know, the the office, I mean, the office of line is something that, you know, I'm not too sure about because at the end of the day, like you guys always been saying, and on this show, there is two rookie offensive linemen that are starting this year. So it could really go good and it could really go bad. But barring the offensive line and barring injuries, I really believe, you know, this year should be the takeoff year for the whole team, especially on defense. You know what happened last year, all the opt-outs, all the injuries, um, you know, a couple of the people that we got, we got really, we had to get rid of, um, you know, it's, it's looking like it's going to be a turnaround this year, you know? And, um, you know, I feel like even though everybody, um, all my friends that are not a Vikings fan, yeah, I have those, uh, <laughs> They're always telling me, like, hey, you always have this high expectation. Yo, I don't see why not I should have a high expectation mm-hmm. on this team this year. So it's like, let's get it. Let's get the Super Bowl before we die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's what I love to hear. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems yeah. like the, I mean, everything is coming together for it to, to work out. The defensive holes were fixed. This is now, what, year four of Kirk Cousins. The offensive weapons should be ready to rock. I mean, the thing with the Vikings, when you're saying you're always, your friends rag on you for having high expectations, well, the Vikings have never, even though they break our hearts and they find ways, new ways, it seems, to break our hearts, they've never been a train wreck. They've really like they've never been. You no, know, I know Cleveland has now figured things out, but the Browns were a disaster for twenty years, right? The Jets have been awful for the last ten years. There's there's been runs in a lot of franchises where they have been horrible football teams for an extended periods of time. You look at the Vikings' history, and they've never really had outside of like a three or five year window where they were dormants and they were embarrassing in the NFL. They just find ways to tease you and be ten and six, maybe win a wild card game, and then throw a pick six or miss a field goal or fumble the snap, right? Like just the smallest, craziest little things that cause us pain and and agony. Then only reel us back in to say, oh, no, this is finally it in 2021. Everything's ready to pop. So I'm with you. I I think 
you know, and I look at the NFC too. I don't know what you guys think around the rest of the league. I know Tampa Bay probably still should be good, but we don't know. It seems like the rest of the NFC, and Randy, I'll get your opinion here in just a sec, but it seems like the rest of the NFC too, no one really has a stranglehold on it. No, no. And the teams that are expected to be good, they've all got holes. I mean, if we look at San Francisco, what's their quarterback situation? You know, Seattle, their defense, eh, um, you know, Los Angeles, Matthew Stafford, you know, he had a Hall of Fame wide receiver and couldn't get it done. I mean, you look at all of these divisions, the teams that are supposed to be good, they've all got weaknesses. New Orleans, we don't know how they're going to be. You know, Atlanta, you know, they've got a 900-year-old quarterback behind center and, and they're defense is non-existent so a lot of these teams that are supposed to be top tier uh they've all got a weakness you know and, and if we look at our division you know chicago and detroit and green bay i mean they're they're all beatable all of them i mean what do you think man is there any team in the nfc that really like scares you like compared to the vikings well to me i, I give a little bit more respect to the rams mm-hmm. um you know of course with the sean McVay um and the and the pairing of him and Matthew Stafford. But yeah, just like you guys said, with this NFC, me and my friend had this conversation the other day. It's like, why can't we expect the Vikings to be a top three team on the NFC? Why? Like, you know, what is the holdup there? And the reason is like, yeah, because of the previous um, previous failures that we had as, as far as our franchise go, as far as this specific franchise. But yeah, I mean, to me, in the NFC I think the Vikings should make give it um, um, give make it tough on Rams, make it tough on um, especially like you mentioned Seattle. Seattle is the one team you know. I think we're like six and zero against them since the Zimmer era. Like right this year, I know we played in week three. I have no fear of Seattle. Like with with their defense and with um, disgruntled, in my opinion, I think he is disgruntled. Russell Wilson, I don't know if they're going to perform up to the expectation that you know the Seattle fan base is. I think the Vikings can really take advantage and and make the get these key wins against some of these NFC teams this year that are looked at as a high high powered offense or or what so you know. Yeah, I, so I, I think. I agree with you that the Rams might be like that one team, right? I, I, the thing is though, with the with every time, and this happens in the NFL, that one team that you think is going to be like the juggernaut and the one that has a stranglehold usually doesn't live up to those expectations. Like the Rams right now have like legitimate high expectations. They were dragged down by quarterback play last year. You plug in Matt Stafford, and the expectation probably is that the Rams should be the top team in the NFC. This Vikings team has high expectations just because of plug-and-play situations, the offense is there, the continuity is there. It seems like they should be able to rise up and outperform last year's projections. Where like the Rams, like it's heightened. Like Sean McVay, if, if, if it doesn't go well, could be even on a hot seat despite him being a very innovative and, and, and forward-thinking head coach. So I hear you. I, I think I, I don't see any other reason why the Vikings can't be one of those top, uh, top three teams in the NFC. Uh, speaking of the offense, um, Irv Smith, the Vikings tight end, was on, I believe, Good Morning Football this week, and he was talking about how there is high expectations for this team, and he has high expectations for himself, too. Kyle Rudolph is now gone. Um, he's going to be the first tight end on the field. He had a really good rookie year, but last year battled some injuries and just wasn't maybe the same explosive player that he was in his rookie season. This year, he projects himself to be an even bigger playmaker and hopefully scoring some more touchdowns. So, Randy, I'll start with you. What do you think? Do you think Irv Smith finally maybe pops into like one of those top five, top three tight ends in the NFL this year? I think it all depends on the offense that Kubiak runs. I mean, if we take a look at how tight ends are used traditionally in, in, in the Vikings offense, I, I think it was 
until you know until we had Kyle Rudolph that you know our, our tight ends were you know used for blocking and such. But I think when we talk about Irv Smith, I think his impact is going to be felt more than just on the stat sheet. Uh, if we go back to some, if we go back to say Jimmy Kleinsasser, I think he's the best tight end the Minnesota Vikings ever had. Tight end, running back, fullback, you name it, because he was so good in the blocking game and the in the run game. And I think that you know. If it's going to be the year Irv Smith, it's going to be more than just stats. It's yeah. going to be how he does in in this offense because this is let's face it, it's going to be a run first offense, and it's going to be you know how how good is he at blocking? You know how good is he at picking up you know some of those blitzes and things like that. So I think when we take a look at Irv Smith, it's going to be more than just on the stat sheet. It's also going to be you know how is he fitting into this offense? As to where you know Kyle Rudolph, I, I don't believe was much of a blocker. You know he was more of you know yeah. throw the ball up and let's go get it. But, you know so yeah, I mean I, I expect big things out of this kid. Yeah, he, he's, gonna... he's an athletic freak, and you're right that it's a run-first offense. It's not a pass-first offense. We want this offense to be more modern, but right now, I mean, Dalvin Cook is still a beast. It, it's set up for them to be a run-first offense. Um, and if that means Irv Smith maybe isn't getting as targeted as, you know, a Travis Kelsey or a Gronk in his day, okay, I can understand that. But like you said, I, I think he has the tools, and if the, and if the offense wants to cook with him— I mean, that's just another great target. I mean, Jefferson, Thielen, Cook, Irv Smith. I mean, that that's those are pretty damn good weapons to have. Any offense would love to have those. Uh, Ahmed, what do you think, man? Do you think Irv Smith is uh, someone that could break out this year? Yeah, I mean, the thing it's interesting with Irv Smith. It's like um, you watch some of these the, the plays. It seems like he he's a ball hawk. It seems like he's able to just catch every ball that's thrown his way. And um, and like you guys said, he is one of those tight ends that can impact the game outside of the stat sheets. However, with with Earl Smith, it seems like um, he catches all the balls, but I do pay attention to some of the um, balls that he is catching. I never really see too much separation with him and defenders when it comes to Earl Smith. Um, there are times where there's like a hole in the defense and he exposes it and, you know, you'll, you'll find them wide open. But for the most part, the defenders are usually right on his back and he's able to make those catches, which is a good thing. However, when it comes to Kirk Cousins reading the field, and making sure that, you know, he finds the open man. Is that the reason why Irv Smith is not getting more targets? Or is it, you know, just more on Kirk Cousins, you know, just being Kirk Cousins for sometimes, you know, and not being being a little bit jittery, you know, the pockets collapsing. So I can't really determine the two. I, to me, I think I don't see any reason why he shouldn't have a breakout year. It seems like he's been comfortable the past couple of years. He didn't show me any, like, rookie failures or anything like that. He seems to be solid, especially when the opportunities come his way. But is that's the one thing I do kind of pick from Irv Smith is that I don't really necessarily see the type of separations that you see with like Kittle and um, Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. and some of those tight tight ends. But yeah, you guys said it. He's an athletic freak and you would think he would have those um, type of skill set where he can create separations between him and defenders. Yeah, you bring up a good point about Kirk too, because sometimes with Kirk, and you know, we've been critical of him on the show, but when the circumstances aren't perfect for him, he doesn't really know what to do, and he kind of freaks out, and that's where I think his, his criticism can be valid. He's a damn good, talented quarterback. I think he has every raw tool in the world to be one of the best quarterbacks, uh, but circumstances for him have to really line up. And if Herb Smith is a is this guy who can get open and figure out ways to make the offense better, or at very least uh, be a red zone target for you. That's going to open up a lot of things in this offense. I feel like he is that linchpin X factor that hopefully can unlock the rest of this Vikings offense. You know Jefferson and Thielen are still studs. Dalvin Cook's still going to get the rock 25 times a game. But if Herb Smith develops, I mean, look out. You're talking about one of the more deeper and explosive offenses in, in 2021. 
Uh, one more for you guys. We had this question on Thursday of the episode of Purple Daily, and it was fire extend year to year. So I want to know kind of what you guys think in that same realm. So only, but I know I changed the question a little bit here, but only one of these three can stay for 2022. Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer, or Rick Spielman. Because even though we have high expectations, let's go say things, again, get off to a rocky start, or they didn't live up to expectations and they find themselves out of the playoff field. I, I could see a situation where heads start rolling, at least from a management side. Maybe getting out of Kirk might be a little tougher. But what do you think, Randy? You know, if only one of these guys can stay in 2022, which one would it be? You know, I'm going to go with the uh, probably the the the, un, the most unpopular one here, and I'm going to say I'm going to keep Kirk Cousins. Okay, and the reason being is, you know, I'm old enough to remember uh, one retread after another: Warren Moon, Randall Cunningham. You know, all of these different guys. We go back to the mid 2000s. You got Brooks, Brooks Bollinger, Kelly Holcomb. You know, Christian Ponder. These these guys, they were they were not very good. At least with Kirk, you know what you're going to get now. If there was only a way that we could get him when he's on the field to get out of his own head, like here, take this pill and there's no pressure, I, I think we would be set. But, you know, I'm keeping Cousins. He's a good quarterback. And, uh, you know, the production that we've gotten out of Cousins, I mean, the last quarterback to do that for us was Dante Culpepper, and that was, you know, 20 years ago. So I, I'm keeping Cousins. You know, I'm going to keep Cousins and, and see, you know, what the new coach and general manager can bring in and maybe build around him and, and squeeze that little bit of talent that, you know, that, extra talent out of him that the other regime couldn't. So, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping Cousins. Hey, kids, how's the water? It's full of weeds. I can't move my legs. Uh, your arms are free, right? Yeah. yeah. Wave them around. It's fun. you kidding me? This can't be happening. This is Jamie from the Aquaside Company. Clear your water completely. Destroy weeds, algae, and the muck that's preventing you from enjoying your waterfront property. We know your time in the water is precious. We're the Aquaside Company. Call 800-328-9350 or Visit Aquaside.com. State permit may be required. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I said I'd extend Cousins as well, and that's something that I probably wouldn't have said a few months ago or even a year ago. Um, but if if this team is still trending in the right direction, but the philosophy isn't there, well, I'm going to trust the quarterback. I mean, it's easier, in my opinion, to find this philosophy than it is to find a quarterback like Kirk Cousins. And Kirk has limitations for sure. He's not tier, He's not an elite quarterback, but I trust him that if you put the right coaching staff around him, well, maybe there is something more to his game. Uh, Ahmed, what do you think, man? If only one of these three can stay in 2022, who would you keep? Man, Randy almost talked me into uh, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> um, but no, I, I hear your points about Kirk Cousins. I'm, you know, I'm kind of, I was torn about this question, too, when I first saw it. It was just like, ah, it's a good question because I like Rick Spielman. I really do. I think, you know, he made some, you know, especially in the draft, you know, he, he knows what he's doing in the draft and um, he's able to get some guys in here. Like, you know, I never really thought Patrick Peterson and, you know, some of these guys that were able to get in Dalvin Thomason, like, you know, he, he, he studies, he knows, he knows what he's doing. A lot of it though, it seems like it's influenced by Zimmer. So is it Zimmer that we want to keep? You know, it's just so that's kind of where I'm torn between the three. But out of the three, it seems like Zimmer is like the odd man out. Um, Cousins, we know his talent. And, you know, we, like you said, we know what we get with him. And Spielman been around for so long. And, you know, the Vikings, barring quarterback, everybody else, seems, all the other possessions, they seem to, you know, figure it out. They seem to always, especially defensive line, they seem to hit it, on, hit it right on the head. Um, but yeah, if I have to choose, I think I'm going to go with Rick Spielman. And I think that's going to be my guy, you know, cause I know for years to come, he'll still be able to maintain a stout defense, 
um, get us some weapons on the outside as far as receivers go, um, you know, and running backs. You know, we seem to just find them <laughs> with Adrian Peterson. I know some people have an opinion on Adrian Peterson. He's fumbling. And now Dalvin Cook, um, you know, and it seems like, you know, with running backs, we seem to be able to uh, uh, find the good running backs and we seem to be able to ke- continue what our offense is is going to be for the next few years. Yeah, dude, Rick Spielman has done an amazing job at filling out rosters, you know, finding gems like Daniil Hunter in, in the second round. Um, Eric Kendrick, same thing. Dalvin Cook, Herb Smith. You can go down the list of late round um, additions that he's been able to make on this offense and defense. You know, the big bugaboo um, is obviously finding or at least drafting the quarterback. The other one is offensive line. They've taken they've put and draft resources in the offensive line. I think it's been their evaluation and their free agent signings that have taken a little bit of hit because they have either not lived up to the potential or it's just it's not been the right scheme, and there's been a lot of other things that have worked against him. I think, in general, Spielman's the safest one to keep around. Um, he seems to be a dang good GM. He seems to be with it with the times. He has a pretty good relationship with Mike Zimmer and the head coach, so he's not going to have a stranglehold, and there's not going to be a differential uh, between the th- uh, between him and a head coach. But I think all those are, are good choices. You know, Mike Zimmer, I like him. I think he's done a damn good job of uh, turning around this culture of the Vikings since he took over as head coach. Um, the Vikings have typically had very good defenses. That was something for the – I'm 28. I'm at, you're the same age. Randy, you're a little more older. I mean, the Vikings defenses have never soundly been that good for over a stretch of period of time outside of 2020. So that was cool to see that Mike Zimmer has changed that culture. And hopefully, I think this year, uh, I guess one last question for you guys too is, you know, Judd really thinks this defense bounces back and becomes a top 10 unit. I don't know if it becomes top 10. Um, it obviously has improved from last year, barring, you know, significant injuries that, that start to pile up. I think it's a league average defense. I think it's better defense. But I don't know if it, go, if it goes back to what it was like in 2017 to 2019. What do you think, Randy? you think this defense is about ready to be back to where it was three or four years ago? I think they cracked the top 10. I mean, that 2017 defense was, was fun to watch. I mean, they were fun to watch until they went to Philly and just got manhandled. But, you know, I, I think they cracked the top 10. I mean, <laughs> we got a new Williams wall. I mean, I'm not saying there's going to be as good as Pat and Kevin, but, I mean, we've got those two big guys in the middle. They're going to be able to stop the run. I think it's how the secondary fills out and how some of those younger players step up. Um, and, you know, what comes of this Gladney situation, I think that's going to be huge because, uh, you know, first-round pick last year, he showed some talent, how Danzler pro- progresses. You know, it, Patrick Peterson takes on that role of kind of the old sage in the in the, in the backfield, kind of like Charles Woodson did for Green Bay here uh, years ago. I think that's where it's going to fall. Like, if that secondary can come together, I think this can be a top 10, uh, top 10 unit. Ahmed, what do you think, man? Do you think this Vikings defense can return to uh, prominence and be a, a top 10 unit again in 2021? Oh, yeah. Um, top 10 for sure. I mean, literally, the only concern I have is the pass rusher on the other uh, on the other side of Daniel Hunter. Like, that is it. I mean, for them, this, this is another reason why I picked Rick Spielman, because for them to be able to put this defense together the way they did, okay, get Patrick Peterson in here, Xavier Woods, who's like an underrated pick, in my opinion. You know, he's not the flashy interception left and right type of guy, but he knows how to read the def- uh, the offense. He knows how to be at the right place at the right time. He's a veteran. He's not an old guy. He's in his prime. Being able to get a guy like that, pair him with Harrison Smith, get Breland, you know, just think, you know, the depth in the corner, uh, the defensive back is ridiculous. You know, it's definitely something to um, definitely something to watch. And also our linebackers are still there. You know, and, and what people don't understand is the amount of people we had missing last year is ridiculous. 
it's absolutely ridiculous. Even Kendrick's didn't last throughout the whole year. So I have no doubt in my mind that this defense is actually going to be top 10. They're the least of my worries right now is what I'm worried about is the special team and the offense. But when it comes to this defense, that's literally where I'm hanging my head on this year. Yeah, man, it should be a lot better. And yeah, special teams, Vikings and skin kickers, man. That's always, that's always all reliable, right? <laughs> exactly. That's always been a, that's always been super fun to look oh, at. Man. Yeah, outside we, of like, we got that one in the back. <laughs> outside of like Ryan Longwell 10 years ago, like that's the last time things ever felt really, really good. I know the special teams, it's like we're sleeping on that. You know, we're all just talking about is this offense going to move over? Yeah. Is the defense going to get better? We're forgetting about the kicker and, and a kicker man. who had kickers who have typically broken our hearts. And we're, we're the team that the, uh, the Vikings that who brought in Curtis Joseph hasn't kicked in like what, three years now? So it's like, oh, that should be great. A kicker who hasn't kicked a no NFL answer. field goal in three years. Great. I think we'll be all right. I think we'll be all right. <laughs> God, it's frustrating. Um, oh, Randy, Ahmed, thank you for coming on. Uh, Ahmed, I want to give you a little 60 seconds for a quick little shout-out. You can shout-out anyone you want. Give one last take here uh, before we wrap. The floor is yours, sir. I shout-out me. Now I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I shout-out my friends that are always in my ears about the Vikings. You know, they make it fun to have this conversation. You know, they kind of prepared me for this today, so shout-out to them. Um, you know, uh, but, yeah, that's that's it. That's all I have shout-out to. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate that. That's all good. I appreciate it. What about you, Randy? Anyone you want to shout-out on this podcast here? Uh Shout out to my dad, you know, yeah. win one before we die, you know, yes. and, and he saw him lose four Super Bowls. He, he didn't get to see <laughs> that before he passed. So, uh, yeah. you know what, we'll keep this going, win one before we die. I, I'm in the exact same boat, man. That's exactly what I want to see. So one more Super Bowl, just one, not one more, excuse me, one. We don't even have more just, to add. Just one Super yeah. Bowl before we all Come die. On, <laughs> please, please, I know. Yeah, please, it's, it's, it's the weekend. Uh, all right, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, this has been Vikings Ventline. If you want to get in on a future show, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. Also, hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. We'll be back tomorrow on Monday.